Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, August 21st. It's five minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That's Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there at Casey Daniels 317. And right now, we're both on YouTube if you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So the Indiana Republican Party chair, Kyle Hupford, has announced that he is stepping down from his role of leading the state party. But he won't, however, be sitting out on the sidelines. He's still going to stay involved in politics. Okay, so Casey, we must begin this third hour of radio greatness by doing my least favorite thing. And you know, I loathe to do it and I dreaded coming into work this morning because I knew, I knew Casey mm-hmm. was going to have to sit in these this, this seat and these very powerful airwaves that you can hear from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between and, and tell everybody. And I just, I, I, it's hard to get the words out, Casey, you know, right now as <laughs> I sit here. I know. Um, Focus. About how right I was. Because, oh. well, you may remember a month ago, I came on these very airwaves and said, Kyle Hupfer is going to resign as the head of the state party. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing this because he believes his time is up or it's time for some new blood or, you know, any sense of, uh, you know, obligation to country or anything. He's doing it because Brad Chambers, who is the hand selected guy by Holcomb and Hupfer Incorporated, is the guy that they have decided will be the 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 person who will continue the great grift that props up the donor and lobbyist crowd that run the Indiana Republican Party. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why, Holcomb and Hupfer cannot stand Suzanne Crouch, as was made abundantly clear based on the fact of things like, oh, I don't know, they took her off the signs in 2020, or he's refused to endorse her. And and so they decided to throw the mighty weight of Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated behind Brad Chambers, who is mm-hmm. the economic development director under Holcomb. And look, they, Holcomb and Hupfer and the people in that orbit are in a bit of a panic right now because, number one, you've got a guy in Micah Beckwith who has totally upset the apple cart on the lieutenant governor side of things. Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant governor has oversees a lot of departments that a lot of lobbyists and donors have big, big, big interest in ensuring the status quo continues to operate. And if you get an independent thinker in there, that's going to be very, 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 very bad. Plus, who knows what Micah would find once he gets in there and starts unsealing boxes. Oh, that's a good point. So you have a big issue with that because he's running an independent campaign and you know now have a world on the governor's side where clearly if you don't believe Suzanne Crouch is likable enough to you or trustworthy enough to you or whatever the reason was and it's about money to these people don't kid yourselves. So it must have been something with they don't think she's a stoogy or reliably stoogy enough to keep whatever sick status quo these people have instituted going. I I don't totally understand it. But on the governor's side, there is now a real world where Curtis Hill could Mm -hmm. become the governor of the state of Indiana. And you want to talk about storming the Bastille and a revenge tour, that would be the worst thing that could happen. Even Mike Braun is not ideal for them because while his voting record in the Indiana State House is abhorrent, he's not a part of the cl- 
club. He has different people who run his campaigns. He is a bit of a detached from from that standpoint. And so it is they they must control the narrative. And they could not do that with Kyle Huffer as state party chair because he can't be running either de facto or in actuality helping run Brad Chambers' campaign while he's state party chair. So what they have done, as we told, look, you can either believe this is just the biggest coincidence in the world and Rob just pulled this out of his ass and got lucky, or you can believe, wow, that's really amazing. Rob got that exactly right, that he said within a month, Humphrey's going to be out of here, and he is now out of here. Mm-hmm. I tell you this because people tell me what's happening. People who are friends with these people, people who in meetings sit around tables from these people and can't stand these people, they tell me what's going on. That's how I knew what was going to happen, and I was proven exactly correct. It doesn't sound like they're really friends with these people, no, just but, acquaintances. But this, Well, but these are people, and we've laid this out before, there's many, many people who are very, very or at least who Holcomb and Hupfer believe are very close to them, who absolutely cannot stand these people. They hate what they've done to the state. They hate what they've done to the government. They hate what they've done to the Republican Party. And they are not in a position where they can give the information out. They would lose their job. They don't have the platform we have. So they're more than happy to give it to me so I can tell you what's going on. So I'm telling you the next step in the equation, as we told you, was that Kyle Hupfer will now begin the process of attempting to tip the scales in favor of Brad Chambers Chambers to be the next governor of the state of Indiana. So what you have here now is that the establishment could potentially split the vote between Silent Suzanne and Brad Chambers. It's a a huge concern where there is a world where somebody with six people running for governor, where 20% wins the governor's race, and that's the world where Curtis Hill, because look, you can say whatever you want about Curtis, and I got a lot of issues with the way Curtis would govern, but I don't really care for any of these people too much. So if I'm going to pick somebody, I might as well pick the guy that'll make Holcomb the most miserable, and that would by far be Curtis. Curtis, you say whatever you want about Curtis. His events that he goes to, he's either got great staging and incredible camera work. Or there's a crap ton of people that show up to events Curtis Hill goes to, which means outside of our little bubble here, the allegations never proven against him really don't mean that much to people. They really don't matter that much to people. Okay, so Holcomb said in a statement on Friday that Kyle Hupfer's tenure as chairman of the Indiana Republican Party has proudly been one for the record books. Oh, it's been one for the record books, Casey. Would you, like to, would you like to talk about the records we've set? Why don't we just pause and talk about some of the records we've okay. set here in the state of Indiana under Kyle Hupfer? Record taxes. Largest tax increase in state history belongs to the Indiana Republican Party with Kyle Hupfer as GOP party chair. Uh, record government. The record. The government has never been bigger in the state of Indiana other than under Kyle Hupfer as the head of the Indiana Republican Party. Expenditures of government. By far, we have never spent more money in this state than we have as Kyle Hupfer, head of the Indiana Republican Party. Uh, Most meetings with the domestic terrorist. Uh, Never had more meetings with the domestic terrorist than when Kyle Hupfer was the head of the Indiana Republican Party. Most amount of people put out of work. We never had more people put out of work than when Holcomb shut the state down with Kyle Hupfer as the head of the Republican Party. Most attempts to put you and try to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. We've never had that happen more than when Kyle Hupfer was the head of the Republican Party. You're right, Casey. There's a laundry list of, of, of firsts and most with Kyle Hupfer as the head of the Indiana Republican Party. Okay, so Holcomb said it was next level leadership. He's been in the <laughs> position since 2017. And if you're someone who is within the Republican Party, 
clearly it has a nice tight grip on the state of Indiana. And by those accounts, Kyle Hufford has done a good job. Yes, the Republican Party, which was always the goal. Look, Eric Holcomb was handpicked to be the governor of the state of Indiana. Eric Holcomb was dead last in a U.S. Senate primary. He was, I mean, he was pathetically last. I mean, totally out of money. Eric Holcomb was, I was working for Marlon Stutzman at the time. Mm -hmm. And Eric Holcomb was the, the big doofus when he would show up to events. People would point at him and laugh like, dude, why are you even still here? Why are you even running? You can't raise money. You're not, you have no traction. You have no vision. You have no ideas. You're just the yes man, Toady Stooge, who when he had to stand on his own without big brother like Mitch Daniels or Danny Coates, you know, plowing a path for you. You have nothing to offer. And magically, somehow, the guy who was dead last in the U.S. Senate primary, out of money, shooting baskets in all 92 counties. Well, he just ends up being governor in the same year he's last in the U.S. Senate primary. That doesn't happen accidentally. Eric Holcomb was handpicked to be lieutenant governor, and he was handpicked to be governor after that because Eric Holcomb was the best friend the donor and lobbyist crowd could have ever hoped for. They would have been totally happy with him being lieutenant governor. But they, I don't think there's a world they could have imagined where, oh my gosh, we got this guy to be the governor, and he has done everything they've wanted the past six or seven years, which is bigger government, more government, more costs, more special interest benefiting, and more money coming from you, the poor and middle class people, to pay for the special interest benefits. Okay, so they want that gravy train to keep on rolling, so they're having Kyle Huffert possibly run Brad Chambers' campaign. And that leaves an opening. Typically, governors, as the top leader of the party uh-huh. in the state, they play a role in picking who's going to be in charge of the party, the next chair. So, who do we have on deck? Well, to Hol- replace Kyle Hol- Holcomb has nominated Anne Hathaway to be the state party chair. He couldn't sprint to a. A Twitter device, or Brian Howie broke the story, so I don't know whether he let Brian Howie know this via cellular telephone or text message or uh, encrypted code or whatever, um, but it has not been denied. Anne Hathaway is the most reliable, ultimate insider party stooge you could possibly act for, ask for. We've actually got some great Anne Hathaway stories here, and I... Um, I know many people have been wanting some of these uh, these Pence stories, and now I'm thinking maybe Wednesday, Casey, because that's debate night, right? Yep. Wednesday is debate night. Maybe we'll tell one of the bigger Mike Pence stories, probably mm. the biggest one, and maybe we'll talk about what a just what a pathological liar Mike Pence is, and maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll do it Wednesday. Maybe we won't. But Anne Hathaway is actually very, in a weird way, connected to to that story. I know Anne Hathaway. I've sat in meetings with Anne Hathaway, and I can tell you with a great deal of certainty there will be no greater friend to the establishment wing of the Republican Party and the donor and lobbyist crowd and the status quo, which is to take as much money from you as possible as they can get away with and make sure that the connected benefit fit from that than Anne Hathaway. That will be just the best choice for business as usual. Okay, so she would be the first female chair for the Republican Party in the state of Indiana. But you mentioned debates, Wednesday being debate. Yes. And Donald Trump has come out and said, I will therefore not be doing the debates. And we're going to talk more about that and where he sits in polling coming up from 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Do what you want to do. He got enough donors, now he's going to be on the debate stage. 19 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and KC on 93 WIBC. We're talking about former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. He announced Sunday that he's qualified for the uh, debate scheduled for Wednesday in Milwaukee. He said that he has submitted the 42,000 individual donors. He gave away movie tickets. Everybody's got their their way of getting there, and and he used movie tickets. You know, we, the last segment we talked about what a complete joke the state Republican Party is, but the National Party is just totally saying, "Hold my beer." And in a minute, we're going to get to Trump saying he's not going to be involved. So, I, I mean, I guess maybe we'll just dive into it all as one big thing. Trump has come out and said, and mm-hmm. we'll read his his uh, we'll do a dramatic reading of his announcement here in, in just a moment. And so he's not participating. So what you've done now is you've created an environment. If you are Rona Rana McDaniel, the <laughs> just repeatedly failed member of the Indiana or uh, head the head of the National Republican Party. You have an environment where the one guy people would want to see, you can't get on the stage. And now you've got nine, you know, nine people that outside of DeSantis and maybe Ramaswamy and that's about it. The rest of them are, I mean, there's just no, like, why would anybody watch this? Yeah. And, and, now, and now Trump has come out and said he's going to do a thing with Tucker Carlson, which is, are we good or are we good? We called that. For weeks we have been saying he is not going to do this and he's either going to go on Rogan or Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. And I guess he probably chose Tucker because Tucker is, you can do it live or de facto live. You know, Rogan's a podcast and it comes out the same time each week, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we nailed that because nobody's going to watch this without Trump. Nobody cares what any of these people have to say. I, I put the over under seven <laughs> people, seven people. <laughs> and you've got, I mean, just what a space waster. Aza Hutchinson, space waster. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie, space waster. Mike Pence, space waster. Mm-hmm. Nobody, uh, the, who's a Bergham, the guy who bought his way on The mayor of Miami made it. Yeah, He did? I thought so. I thought, I thought said, that was still, uh, Suarez. I thought they said he got on the debate stage. I thought last, uh, Ronan Mc... Daniel said that uh, she was still waiting to see if he was going to make it. And I guess uh, Ryan Binkley, the guy from Texas that we had yeah. on last week, who said he was very close to the donor threshold, he didn't make it. Well, well no, right here. According to Associated Press, two days ago, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez claims he's qualified okay. for president. Yeah. So, but I love this headline, but RNC can't confirm. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter whether this guy's up there, whether Ryan Binkley, and he was a very nice guy, is up there, uh, whether uh, Hutchinson, Christie, nobody cares about this. They have, they have, the Republicans just find ways to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat or uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. So I'm, it's just amazing how terrible, just how they managed to ruin everything. Okay, so I will be watching because I'm like that. And I'm interested to hear from Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. The rest, they can sit down. They're just going to take up time that could be given to DeSantis uh, or uh, oh, Ramaswamy. Okay, Casey. So, you, okay, let's remove the fact that you work at this radio station from mm-hmm. the equation. Yeah. Let's pretend you didn't work here. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you would rather watch those nine idiots on stage rather than Trump and Tucker? You think you think DeSantis and Pence and Tim Scott and Nikki Haley are going to be more entertaining than Trump and Tucker Carlson? No. 
No, That's my point. They're not going to be more entertaining. You think people are going to choose Tucker and Trump over the actual debate? See, I think there people are curious, want to hear what these other people have to say. Who? Who cares what these people have to say? The 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 non sixty two percent who this are is my, this is my, okay. Trump's well, corner. You're right. No, no. You're, and this is you're right. And I'm I'm just having fun with you. But you're right from the standpoint of the nerds will watch. And I, look, I lump myself in this. I'm not watching this because. Most of these people are super boring. But the political nerd people are going to watch this. But the debates, Mm -hmm. the primary debates, especially with King Kong in your corner, Trump, should be about bringing new eyes onto your party. You should. In 2015, I'm convinced one of the reasons Trump won was those primary debates were so, in 2015 and 16, all of them were so well tuned into that people started to see more and more in Trump and they were like, you know what? This guy's a little wacky and he's mm-hmm. a little wild, but I like the America first stuff. I like the wall. All right, I'll vote for him. That You're not going to have any of that. And all you're going to have is everybody's going to be beating up on DeSantis now because he's the front runner of the also rands. Yeah. And what I mean, just there's no there's no compelling reason now and, to tune in. And isn't it interesting how they're all working so hard to get on this debate stage? Yes, like giving away trips, well, trips and movie tickets and gift cards. And this is why it's such a joke that Rona Rana and the Republicans have created an environment in which you can literally buy your way onto the debate stage. The Doug Burgum stuff is a joke. Mm-hmm. The Asa Hutchinson thing is a joke. And the idea that you should be on the debate stage if you're at 2%, that's also a joke. I mean, the, the the threshold to qualify for these things, it should be 10%. If you have been campaigning for president for three or four months and you can't eclipse 10% in the polls, nobody cares about you. I'm sorry. You don't have a right to be on this stage. And the more people you put on the stage, the less chance everybody gets to talk. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just uh, all these other people, Pence, Scott, Haley, Christy, Burgum, Asa Hutchinson now, who worked so hard to get there, they're just going to be taking time away from hearing from DeSantis and Ramaswamy, who I do actually want to hear from. I would totally agree. And uh, look, I would totally agree with you, too, if it were, okay, our threshold is, let's say they made it 5%. Then that gives you DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, Pence. I don't know. Tim Scott's falling now. There's a new poll that came out. This is absolutely crushing. Yeah, wait, wait. Trump. But, but wait a second, Casey. We get to that in a second. There are polls that show Tim Scott over 5%. He would qualify. What I'm saying here is that would give you four or five people on the stage yeah. who people have actually heard of and want to care about and would actually get to talk. Then that's mildly interesting. But the idea that you've got Hutchinson and Christie and Burgum and... Uh, Ridiculous. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, but isn't Nikki Haley, wasn't she the very first one to announce? Yes, that's correct. And she's still at 2%. It's just a new poll that I wanted to uh, share with everybody because Trump is absolutely surging in it, crushing DeSantis by 46 points. Trump is now at 62%. And DeSantis, who was in the high 20s, low 30s at one point, is now down to 16%. Um, there's a famous scene in the movie The Wedding Singer. Mm-hmm where Steve Buscemi (laughs) plays, it's at the very beginning of the movie, Steve Buscemi plays this totally inebriated brother at a wedding Adam Sandler is singing at. And he gets up on the stage and he's supposed to give, he being Steve Buscemi, he's supposed to give the speech a, you know the best man toast or whatever, and he starts talking about all the dirty deeds the brother has done and how they were with hookers and all sorts of other stuff. And of course, everybody's the dad's getting mad Offended. at him, and, and he he uh, 
he Adam Sandler comes up on stage and you know to cut him off and goes, "Hey everybody, the best man!" And Steve Buscemi loudly shouts, "The best man, the better man!" <laughs> and that is Donald Trump mm-hmm. with Ron DeSantis, right? R- Donald Trump is Steve Buscemi in The Wedding Singer, who has just eviscerated the clean cut, good looking guy who everybody thought was going to be the answer. I mean, it's. That's a 46-point lead. Okay, so uh, Trump has said that he's not going to be in the debates. I will therefore not be doing the debates. (laughs) And he's citing the latest CBS poll with his legendary numbers. (laughs) You know, we were joking last week about how ridiculous he is when he's like, I've got 80% of the vote. He's not far off now. No, he's getting closer and closer. It's, uh, do you want to do a dramatic reading? Yeah, I felt this is big enough Trump announcing he's not going to be here at the debate to to do a dramatic reading of his announcement that he's not going. Now, I want to clarify to everyone, I'm going to read this as it is written, Mm -hmm. and we all know on the internet, if you type things in all caps, (laughs) that is shouting. Mm -hmm. So at the very end, I'm going to read this as it is written. Okay. Okay? Are you right? I'm ready. ready. All right, let's do it. New CBS poll just out (laughs) has me leading the field by legendary numbers. Trump! 62 percent, 46 points above the sanctimonious, who is crashing like an ailing bird. <laughs> Ramaswamy, 7 percent, Pence, 5 percent, Scott, 3, Haley, 2, Sloppy Chris Christie, 2, Ada, he misspelled his name, uh-huh. Hutchinson, 1 percent. The public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, boy he's so full of it, strongest economy in history, and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates! Exclamation point! <laughs> oh, boy. He just uh, he just tweeted out a few hours ago in all capital letters, we have a Department of Injustice rigging the election for crooked Joe Biden. Unless it is quickly stopped, all future elections will follow the same path. It just never uh, stops with this No guy. inflation, Casey. Did you know there was actually no, know, inflation no inflation between 2017 and 2020? <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Rona Ronna McDaniel is very proud of the lineup in the debate. By the way, she has been touting the diversity of it. Okay, she here. says there's a woman, there's a black man, and <laughs> so it's very diverse. We're going to hear from a full spectrum. Okay, serious question. Yeah, if you said Aza Hutchinson mm-hmm. is going to be at, I don't even know, just pick, just pick somewhere, a, a, a local a, car dealership. Aza Hutchinson <laughs> is going to be at. Uh, Let's even do this. Aza Hutchinson is going to be at your favorite local McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And if you go, but you have to listen to him speak for 30 minutes, you can get a free combo meal of your choosing. Not could worth he get, it. Could he get 20 people? Not worth it to No me. way. There's no way he could get 20 no, people. Not worth it. Not worth it. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Standing on the corner. I read this headline and then shared it with Rob and... His response was, So here's the headline. This is from Fox News. Biden administration to renew push for Americans to get COVID-19 boosters. We we have an election coming up. Well, there there are a lot of people who believe and look. I, God bless everyone who sends me a message, and I love reading them. But you know, you got to kind of parse through them. And I've started receiving some people saying, "I, my friend Fred said that at his work, they've promised masks and shots are coming back, or mm-hmm. whatever." 
Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see because I have no doubt there will be some sort of push slash pressure for shots and masking and whatever, depending on how the tide of the country is going mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. Now, look, if the Democrats have irrefutable data that people hate Trump so much that Biden's going to cruise to victory, then probably not because you wouldn't want to risk it. However, if they've got some sort of something that tells them, wow, we're in trouble and we need to make sure the mass ma- mass mail and unaccountable balloting is amped up and put into overdrive again, then absolutely. And why wouldn't they, Casey? Because we as Americans, heck, we as Hoosiers. It worked last time. Just let them do it. Keep going from the same playbook, right? Just let them do it. Yeah. And I I will say this as somebody who uh, was willing to lose my job the last time, the same rules are going to apply this time. Um, Those shots didn't work. Uh, There's lots of evidence that they harmed a lot of people. Certainly, there's no evidence that they provide any sort of long-term benefit. There may be some that shows in a very short term that they do help some people. But there's huge evidence that they've they've caused issues with certain people. And I think it's like every other medical thing or issue or pill or shot or whatever. Different people handle things differently. But not doing it not gonna do it okay well let's uh review more from biden's wild and wacky presser that he had with the prime minister of japan oh my gosh this time he says that america first policies make us weaker not stronger is america first policy walking away from the rest of the world has made us weaker not stronger And this is really important because it is a a theme that we talk about on this show quite a bit, which is the idea of American exceptionalism. And everybody's got a little bit different interpretation of what that means. But mine is that America is the greatest idea ever conceived by man. America is blessed by God. It is there is no way it is. America is literally the big bang of government and and countries in the history of this world. The only one that stands apart from it is Israel. And obviously that is something not related to man, but also related to God in the sense of, I think God put all these brilliant people in America together at the same time for a common cause. There's no way all of those brilliant people, some of the most brilliant people who have ever walked the face of this earth could have all been together at the same time with a common cause on some sort of, of accident. It was clearly divine intervention. And America, despite having flaws, and I think those flaws have been well documented, the great thing and amazing thing about the system of governance they set up is that those flaws could be rectified over time. It was the first time in human history that people were put in charge of the government rather than the government was put in charge of people. And the left hates that because the left believes in loyalty to the government, being beholden to the government, above all else. The government is the great arbiter. The government is the great knower. The government is the great doer. And you are but an impediment to that versus conservatives or liberty-minded people who believe the the exact opposite. And so loving American exceptionalism and our special place in the world and the special things we have done in the world and the special things that have been done because of the great individualism that for a large portion of our existence, this country... uh, promoted and rewarded the left hates that because if you can do it on your own if you, you don't need them you don't need them right and so it is and so if you if you you know amplify that out onto a world stage america 
doesn't need the rest of the world. The rest of the world needs America. And it doesn't make you a bad person to say that. Look at almost every major military conflict, certainly post-World War II. We've done it alone, or basically alone. There might be some peripheral help around the edges, but everything we've ever done, all these ill-begotten wars we've gotten into, we've done it on our own. Mm -hmm. Who's the sweet daddy that always comes in to save someone? Look at Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It's always us. Mm -hmm. We're always doing 90% of the lifting for everybody else. And it's okay to say, and he's, he's talking about Trump here, obviously, that we are better than everybody else. America is the greatest idea ever conceived by man, second only to Israel, because obviously that was created and conceived by God, and clearly God had his handprints all over the foundation of you know America, and and those two things have those those two places have th- that in common, and that is why they have been greater than any other plots of land or any other countries that have ever existed in the history of this of this world. The left hates that because the left hates individualism. They hate liberty. They hate freedom of thought. They hate freedom of movement. And most of all, many, many, many left- leftists hate religion and you having a, a belief in something higher than the government itself. Another thing that the left hates, and especially Joe Biden, is questions about his son, Hunter. Uh, inside the White House, it's being reported that a lot of aides just completely avoid discussing it with the president, uh, believing that if they even bring it up to him, any of their other ideas aren't going to be welcome. They're just totally going to be shunned because, oh, you were the one who questioned what's going on with Hunter. So Joe Biden, of course, in the same uh, press conference, was asked about the investigation into Hunter. And guess what? No comment. And uh, with regard to uh, a second question, uh, I make I have no comment on any investigation that's going on. That's up to the Justice Department. And uh, that's all I have to say. That's it. Uh, some people were questioning whether he's trying to influence the investigation. <laughs> he's Look, just not playing along. The news, newsflash, people. The Justice Department is he's not... He's the boss. It's, it's the Biden Justice he's Department. the boss. It would be like if you owned... I'm just making up a name here or in a company here, but it's like if you owned, you know... Casey Daniels Candy Company. Mm, that sounds fun. What what's what's the what's the first name in what are the first two words in Casey Daniels Candy yeah, Company? Casey Daniels. Exactly. Yeah. Be- you know why? Because you're in charge of it. Right. And it would be like if something happened at Casey Daniels Candy Company and you're like, "Well, I'm going to let the management at the Casey Daniels Candy Company handle that because well, they that management needs your independence." Mm-hmm. That is so stupid because it is your company. It's the you Biden, are the owner. It's the Biden administration's yes. Department of Justice. Yes. And then if there's a new president, it will be the Trump Department of Justice. It, it, there is no such thing as independence from that. You appoint the people, even the attorney. I mean, let's go all the way up the food chain. You appoint the attorney general. You are in charge. It is yours. You are not independent of that, nor has any president in the history of ever, ever been independent of the Justice Department because they appoint it. Okay, how how many times are you listening to that Oliver Anthony song, uh, Richmond North of Richmond? My wife loves that because is it like he, on repeat? Yeah, where he talks about the fudge rounds. She thinks that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, f- five th- foot three and three hundred pounds taxes mm-hmm. ought not to pay for, for your fudge rounds. Yeah, yeah. She Apparently, loves that. Apparently, there's a run on fudge rounds now. Yeah, I saw by that. The way. Yes, a lot of people are gobbling those up. Uh, but he spoke, and uh, here's what he had to say. 
What do you hope comes to the song in your music? I know you turned $8 million down. You you did a great statement. You said you don't want jets. You don't want tour buses. What do you want? I just want to go back to the woods, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, what I what I really want in the bigger scheme of things is just, just people to start appreciating each other for human beings and look beyond political differences and ideologies and a lot of things that I see corporate media and education doing, which is making everyone identify each other's differences and not their similarities. And that's what the government does. That's what the left does, because the left needs everybody to be in a box, in, the, in their corner of a box. They need you to believe that you have been aggrieved in, aggrieved in some way, and without the government intervening, being the arbiter, that you can never be made whole or be successful or whatever. And that is why everybody has a thing. Everybody has something that makes them different from everybody else. And we've got to point it out and rub your face in it and make sure you ca- you can't get away from it because we've all got to know how different we are because you're some way getting screwed. And if you don't think you're getting screwed, then you don't need the government to help you from being screwed. Well, here's a guy who's been offered multi-million dollars and has turned it down. He's saying, no, I'm not doing that. Let me be very clear, Casey. Yeah. If I am offered millions of dollars, <laughs> I'm straight up taking it. You're out of here? I'm out of it. Well, no, I'd still be here because I know how miserable I make a lot of people who really don't like me. <laughs> but I'm taking the millions of dollars. <laughs> For sure. Okay, it is 1144. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Who do you trust more, your spouse or Donald Trump? We'll tell you what most people said coming up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. WIBC. I don't know if you saw this article, Rob. It's from Media Ice. And they say that MAGA fans are more likely to trust information coming from Donald Trump than their own friends and family. (laughs) This was uh, CBS that did this poll. So uh, what do we think? Uh, Information is everywhere these days. Would you trust your wife or would you trust Donald Trump more? Well, because my wife listens to this show, of course, Casey, I would trust my wife more than Donald Trump. Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> I know. I think what this is this is fascinating, though, is, and you know, I was thinking about this driving in, in the confines of media itself. And it used to be that you could get information from a select group of sources. And the media really mattered in the sense of whatever they put on that hour-long CBS, NBC, ABC, nightly news broadcast was a news shaper. It's why mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite was obviously the most powerful person in America. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, he, you know, he undid Richard Nixon. You know, when you lost, or not Richard Nixon, uh, Lyndon Johnson. When you've lost Cronkite, you've lost America. And then, you know, talk radio came along and diluted some of that power, but there was still a confined amount of places you could get information. Now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And that's good because it enables you to check and balance what you get from the mainstream national media. 
but it also puts a lot of bad information out there that you've got to sort through. And I don't think a lot of people do a lot of sorting to get through the bad information. Well, we say it all the time. It used to be that media would give you the facts and you would form your own opinion. And now the media gives you an opinion and you have to discern what are facts. But this new poll says that 71% believe what Trump tells them is true, while only 63% are going to consider information from their own family to be true. Well, okay, Let's like, uh, I don't know, you got some reasonable people in your family. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to think like who that might, you know, Uncle, Uncle, you know, Cleo or whatever. I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of things people see on the Internet and they just repeat them back as fact. And that being said, Trump says a lot of things, too, that you would go, ah, man, I don't think you're quite at 80 in the most recent poll. I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing very well. But but also, Trump Well, you is, know that's an exaggeration, though. Well, but is it in his mind? I'm at 80. DeSanctus is at 7. Yeah. I mean, look, Trump has been right about a whole lot of things. And here here's a great example of this. Remember, remember when he first became president and he accused Obama of, quote, tapping his wires mm-hmm. or however he worded mm-hmm. it. Trump's an old guy, so in his world, he was being wiretapped the same way they used to do it during the Hoover, you know, when Hoover was the head of the, the FBI. That's not how it works now, but he was right in the sense of he was being surveilled. He was 100% right. He didn't use the right wordology, but everybody laughed at him. He's like, oh, this crazy old man, they don't even wiretap anymore. What a doofus. But he was right. He was being surveilled. And how many times has Trump actually been right or at least three quarters right in some ridiculous statement or he's been close enough that you go okay that was the morsel of the idea and let's go into it further whereas what you think that your family member is just full of conspiracy theory well and the conspiracy theories are getting more and more right by the day look here here is what you should take from this do your own research Mm -hmm. like do, do do multiple sources yes yeah. Yes, and it is okay to read people, and I do this all the time. It is okay to read and watch people you absolutely loathe and do not agree with because it at least gives you a foundation to challenge yourself to try to disprove whatever they're saying. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it, then maybe there's some error to what they're saying, and that's okay. But so many people just get, I just get all my information from here. You should not just get all your information, even from us. We always say, what do we say, Casey? We've got two goals here. Entertain and educate. Mm -hmm. And if we do them both well, you'll agree with us on most things. But get your information from other people. I don't care what you say. I'm not watching The View. Okay. Yes, very good. No No, matter what you do, unless you pay me to do it. You should not have to subject yourself (laughs) to torture in this country. All right. Before we get out of here, did you see the story about the woman who spiked her boyfriend's (laughs) drink with roach spray? Okay. So I don't care how mad you are at your significant other. Mm spiking the drink with roach spray yeah is a step too far yeah you think uh the man he became extremely ill and couldn't speak without vomiting uh yes and i think that was probably her goal her goal might have been to kill him i don't know because i would think okay reasonable person casey would say if i made you drink roach spray would you die there's probably a decent chance that could happen right i mean Mm -hmm. It kills the roaches. Sure. It's designed to kill things. Yeah. One might come to a reasonable conclusion that if indeed I put this in your drink for human consumption, it could kill you. Uh, She is being charged with poisoning, but the question is, uh, what's the meanest thing that you've ever done to someone who has wronged you? Oh, boy. Let's see here. Well... Get in the confessional. Let's hear it. I'm actually trying to think (laughs) about what is the actually meanest thing. Now, are we... uh, Like, if we're just talking... I've never... 
I do it all here, Casey. <laughs> like, I have a platform to, to air my grievances, and I do them every single day. Uh-huh. I don't need to do anything mean to, to people that have wronged me because I have a legal law-abiding outlet to torch and flamethrow mm-hmm. people who deserve to be torched and flamethrowed on a flamethrowed frame. Is it, what is the flame, path? Flame through? <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, you've uh, done that. Yeah. I've I, seen uh, where some women have put like a glitter bomb in their ex's car because, you know. A what? A glitter bomb oh. with sparkles and, you know, that glitter gets everywhere and it's very oh. hard to get out. And then I've seen other women who will, if they're out and they meet somebody who maybe they're really not interested in and that person asks for their phone number, uh-huh. they give them their ex's phone number. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, strange man is calling the ex asking for the lady but uh here's what i always do you know spite is a great motivator for yeah, me absolutely uh the best way to get back at someone mm-hmm. is to live a good life oh yeah and like be that. successful regardless of what they do or yeah, say to you i like that i like that that's a good way to go out see i knew you'd go out with something positive and only you could take a story about a woman poisoning her boyfriend with roach spray and make it a positive and, and thing. turn it happy that's gonna do it for us thank you rob thank you kevin and thank you for listening today We're going to catch you back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.